to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What's going on, Fantasy World? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Did you miss me? I know. I have to apologize for that. You know, you guys know how I get down by now, man. If I don't miss shows on purpose. It's got to be something that's outside of my control or something new that's going on with me. And that's why the episode is not coming out. Y'all know by now that I don't just not do shows. I do not do episodes. I don't record episodes. Come on, man. Y'all know me better than that. At least I hope y'all do by now. But your boy got a new job. It's, it's uh, that time that I had that filled in for, you know, all my extracurricular activities, the podcast and all that stuff. That's going now. <laughs> so I got to make an adjustment. I'm still tweaking some things, but best believe I'm still going to be on Twitter. So make sure you, you can follow me for all your uh, fantasy and stuff on there. Um, the episode still will be on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, tweaking some things so I can get some more time to do it on my own um, and making sure that they, I can get the guys on at the same time. It's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but I ain't going nowhere, man. I'm staying. I like this stuff, man. Fantasy is fun. It's not fun this year <laughs> because of all the injuries, man. I'll, I'll say this much. When I went, I lost some games this week in one of the, in uh, some of the leagues that I wanted to win. Of course, you know, you, you want to win them all, but sometimes it just doesn't work out that, that way. I caught hands in my CBS league. I think it was my, uh, my 300 league. Oh my goodness, man. My boy, Mike, uh, he was on the podcast a few episodes ago. His squad put up 134 points or 136 points in his league. And I put up 60. Now, mind you, I started Jamichael hasty thinking that he's going to do something against green Bay. That didn't work out. Um, I had a uh, Justin, Justin Jackson from the chargers. He comes in in the first play of the game. He gets hurt. <laughs> and I had him in two different leagues starting. I'm like, yo, after what he did the other week, uh, getting what 20 touches and uh, putting up yards and you know, catching passes and stuff. I'm like, oh, bet he's a lock for uh, the following week. He's getting the, he's getting to work, puts up a donut of uh, you. I'm like, if I could have, I could have put anyone else there and got some production, but he cost me, he helped cost me two games. And don't even get yo, what the heck happened to Tom Brady? against the saints are you serious he gave me negative 0.64 points in my top tier league he threw three picks and i'm watching a game and i'm sitting there like okay the first pick you know that's that's on him you know he's not gonna keep doing it you know they're they're trying to drive the ball downfield which i understand because the saints secondary is suspect major sus heading into the game they were uh top 10 in uh, fantasy points given up to quarterbacks. So I get it. They were trying to press downfield, you know, expose them early, blah, 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 blah. It's not working. So instead of switching it up, what do they do? They keep throwing downfield. Why in the world would you do that? It's not working. And, you know, start start short, work them in, and then, you know, bang them over the, over the top. No, they don't do that. We're just going to keep chucking the ball downfield. And then what 
when has Brady, I've never seen Brady do this. So correct me if I'm wrong. When did it become a good idea for a quarterback like Tom Brady to throw the ball, to throw the ball across his body to the other side of the field? Like it was, and it was a duck. It wasn't, <laughs> that joke was up there like, wank, 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 wank. I'm like, who is this guy? And why is he in Tom Brady's jersey? He, he was horrible. He literally, I could have played any, and it was worse because I had Drew Locke on my bench and I dropped him for, uh, uh, who the heck did I drop him for? I dropped him for DJ Dallas, who I did start. I did start DJ Dallas in my flex spot. Got some points, you know, whoop de doo But Drew Locke in my top tier league put up 36 points. I could have used that and maybe I would have won. But I definitely didn't win behind Tom Brady. Yo, you talk about mad. Like, when he threw the second pick, I already knew it was a wrap. I, I told the boy that I was playing this week, uh, my guy Happy. I was like, yo, Hap, good game. <laughs> the game wasn't even over. I was like, he's not coming back. And, you know, you, get, you know how you get that slimmer of hope where it's like, okay, all they have to do now, they have to pass because they're getting blown out before halftime. They're going to have to pass the ball. Nope. Nope. I saw that I saw that train wreck coming. I'm like, there's no way in the world he's coming back from uh what was it, twenty-eight to, to zero before halftime or something like that. I hit I hit Hap in a trap chat and I was like, yo, Hap, good game. <laughs> like I didn't want him to roast me. I didn't even talk trash that week because my my squad in the top tier is like two I'm two and seven now. It's horrible. But I'm in you know, I'm not gonna keep ranting about my, my squad too much because I want to get into the episode, but I just got to let you guys know what's going on for me fantasy-wise, man. Like, top tier is rough. You know, a couple of my Yahoo leagues, I'm you know, I'm in the hunt. I'm still in there. My sleeper leagues, I'm doing okay. All my teams are 5-4, and four, so that's not bad. Uh, my CBS league, um, I'm 4-5-1 and five and one and 3-6 and six in the other. So that's that 3-6 and six team looking like it's touch and go for a bit. You know, maybe I can get into the playoffs in the back end. I don't know. Uh, my NFL leagues, I, oh yeah, I got to talk about this. I kicked Mark's butt this week again. This is like two different, two different leagues that we're in and I mopped him. It was like 150 or 148 to like 52 or something like that. I posted it on, um, I posted it on my social media on Twitter at hype underscore finest. And he ain't respond. Mark don't ever talk. When Mark wins, he never shuts up. But when he loses, he turns into a nomad. He just disappears. He falls off the face of the earth. <laughs> so I'm going to post the final score on my Twitter account and see if he responds this time. But, you know, enough of that. I'm done talking. Uh, let's get into the episode. In this episode, I'm going to introduce a brand new segment called the Fantasy Graveyard. And I've been hashtagging it a little bit today while well, on Tuesday. Um, it's it's a uh, Wednesday now. And, uh, you know, I wanted to get the, the episode done on Tuesday, but... I work, you know, nine to five now. So I normally that would would have been my time to drop the episode or have it queued up and ready to go. But it ain't happened. So that's all right. And, you know, stuff happens. But the Fancy Graveyard is our new segment. We'll be dropping it uh, in, in this episode. Blah, blah, blah. Still getting tongue tied, man. It's hard to, to, to stay on track sometimes, man. You saying so much so fast. But the Fancy Graveyard is our new episode segment. Um, basically, I'm going to talk about a few, couple of guys that like I'm completely done with. I'm completely done with these guys for fantasy. They're not on my teams. I'm throwing them out. They're either going to, and this is, this is just a segment where it's like, all right, 
these guys in particular that I'm going to be talking about, they're either they're going back to waivers or they're going deep into my bench. Like I'm not even touching these boys no more. Like they're done. They're dead to me. That's why they're going in the fancy graveyard. And we're going to go over some waiver ads for this week for week 10 and our cop and drop segment. You know how we get down with that. So before we jump into it, make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, join our Facebook page, um, Instagram. You know, we got a lot of graphics and stuff going up there. I kind of like that stuff. So follow us on all of our social media at fantasy's finest. You can follow me. Will, the host, you know, your guy at hype underscore finest. You can follow my guys, Jalen and Mark at ace underscore ECA four and McNucks on Twitter. Make sure you get them guys to follow and show them some love too. But you know, before we jump into the episode, we got to talk about the news. So let's get it. News time. News and notes from around the NFL. All right, first up, this sucks for Washington. And, you know, injuries has been one of the major themes of the season. But, man, to suffer what – I'll just get into it. Kyle Allen is expected to miss the rest of the season after dislocating his ankle uh, when they played the Giants. And, man, it looked horrible. Like, it was like, oh, and he kept doing the replay. I'm like, oh, no. He, that, it looked, it looked bad. It looked really bad. They had, he had, he had to be carted off. Uh, he had to be carted off the field. Um, it sucks for Kyle Allen. Um, but Alex Smith is going to take over the reins for the Washington football team. And Dwayne Haskins is going to back him up. So hopefully, speedy recovery for Kyle Allen. Maybe he comes back next year. You know, hopefully he comes back next year. Stronger than ever. Uh, moving on, the Bears running back David Montgomery is in the NFL concussion protocol. He went down with the injury against the Tennessee Titans um, week nine. Um, David Montgomery came into the league with a lot of hype behind him, and he has been doing deadly. And that's putting it, you know, Flanders-like. He hasn't been doing squat lately. It's... It's weird because he's getting a lot of work. He's getting, you know, workhorse numbers, but he's just not doing anything with their, the Chicago run game is borderline suspect. And the only reason you're starting David Montgomery on a weekly basis is because he's getting that much work. If they can't get him going on the ground, I would hope that they start using him more in the passing game. But I kind of figured that there's a reason why he hasn't been, you know, totally immersed as part of a, as part of the Chicago Bears passing game, we'll get into that a little later. Um, Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey suffered a shoulder injury against the Chiefs. Matt Rule has come out and said that he's day to day. Um, he missed. He could miss some time, um, but it's not his status for Week Ten is up in the air, so we don't really know. Make sure you pay attention to the practice reports. We're gonna do some of those on, if you follow on the Fantasy's Finest on Twitter. You know we get it. We got that stuff, but um. Hopefully, Christian McCaffrey is able to go for week 10. He just came back from an ankle injury. So, you know, it, it would suck to, that he missed all that time and then came back, dominated, and then to go out again would really be a piece of work. Um, My guy, Mr. Nick Chubb from the Browns, he's expected to play 
for week 10. He's going to be practicing this week um, after um, injuring his MCL during a Dallas Cowboys game back in week four. Um, They gave him a little bit more time to recover. So hopefully he's able to start this week. He plays the Houston Texans. If he goes, I suggest you put him in your lineup. He's been waiting for him to come back for so long. He's you need him to ball. Like I started out the season really well. And then as soon as he went down, my fantasy team, some of my fantasy teams took a nosedive. So, you know, to get him back would be, I mean, what you've been waiting for Nick Chubb to come back. Kareem Hunt hasn't really done much in Nick Chubb's absence. Um, so getting Nick Chubb back would be a huge boost for the Browns run game. Now, finally, Ben Roethlisberger avoided major injury, according to Ian Rappaport from Sunday's game against the Cowboys. I have to say, the Cowboys defense actually showed up and they made it a game. Gilbert, honestly, he needs to be starting at quarterback over Andy Dalton. Let's just let's just be clear on that. If you look at what Gilbert did against the Steelers defense, and then you look at what Andy Dalton did against the Washington football team, who would you start? But of course, they paid Andy Dalton. Stephen Jones has already come out and said Andy Dalton's going to start. But back to Big Ben, he got his knees, he was getting his knees messed up the whole game. Now, he had me a little nervous because I had Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster starting in separate leagues. And I'm like, yo, Mason Rudolph better go put his helmet back on the bench where it was. Big Ben did not get knocked out of this game. And, he, you know, he hobbled off to the locker room. They checked him out, and he came back fine. Um, uh, Adam Schefter came. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Ian Rappaport also said that he avoided major injury by not getting his cleat stuck in the ground when he took those shots to the knee. Basically, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm not a doctor, but I'm assuming that he's alluding to ACLs where no non-contact or it would have been worse because he got stuck there and his knees are moving away from his leg or his, his feet because his feet are stuck in the ground. So that's a plus. He's probably going to be a little achy next week or for week 10. Um, they play the Bengals on for week 10. So I think Big Ben has a chance to start. Unfortunately, according to Adam Schefter, news came out earlier today. Big Ben is on the COVID reserve list. That sucks. So he's not I don't believe he's a positive tester, but it's more of a contact trace. Uh, Vance McDonald. Uh, tested positive for COVID um, after leaving the Cowboys game. So they're doing, uh, I believe the Steelers are doing contact tracing. Three other guys along with Big Ben have been placed on the COVID list. Maybe there's is a similar situation to Matthew Stafford, who was able to play um, in week nine after he tested negative all the way up until game day. So maybe that's a similar situation. Maybe Big Ben, all he has to do is test negative, Heading up to week 10, and he'll be able to start. So that's something to keep your eye on as well. That'll wrap it up for our news segment. Now it's time for the Fantasy Graveyard. Ooh. No, let me stop playing. <laughs> These dudes are dead to me. Fantasy Graveyard. The Fantasy Graveyard. All right. Now, this guy 
I kind of gave it away on Twitter because his name popped up a few times um, among some guys that I follow on uh, Twitter for fantasy football too. Good guy, good conversation guy. So T.Y. Hilton. Now, if you don't already know, or if you've drafted him, you have to be pissed at the way he's been able to not perform for your fantasy team. And, and l- not just your fantasy team, but the Colts too. Like he, you, I, I'm not going to lie. I came into the season with Phillip Rivers with the Indianapolis Colts, not as an upgrade over, you know, the weapons that they had with the, he had with the Chargers, but a positive over Jacoby Brissett. You know, Phillip Rivers can throw the ball downfield. Phillip Rivers can, you know, he's not afraid to throw it to his receivers, you know, blah, blah, blah. Man, was I wrong. <laughs> he doesn't throw to anybody that's not a tight end or not a running back. And it it just frustrates you because you're looking at the game. You're like, yo, T.Y. Hilton is a good wide receiver. He should get a couple of targets. He's not getting deadly. He's averaging about 5.5 targets a game. He's not reliable. Um, Phillip Rivers is not targeting him in the end zone. He has no touchdowns on the season, I believe, or he might have one. But that's not enough for your fantasy team. If he's not getting targets, he's not an asset in PPR. He's not an asset in standard leagues because he's not getting into the end zone. And then he got hurt. He's dealing with a groin injury right now. He's hopeful to play for week 10. But if he plays for week 10, I'm not starting him. I, I wouldn't start him. And I'm thankful that I didn't draft him. But he's he's worthless. I could, If you have T.Y. Hilton on your team right now, throw him into the graveyard. Put him back on waivers. There's got to be plenty of other guys that you could target and pick up. Maybe a Preston Williams. Maybe some other guys that I'm going to be talking about in our cop and drop segment. Um, maybe, De- well, Devontae Parker's not going to be out there. But there's got to be some other option. See, I'm, I'm trying not to give stuff away. <laughs> but there's got to be another option where you can go to that's not T.Y. Hilton. Maybe Michael Pittman. Because he got seven targets just last week. He caught four of them. But that's still more targets than T.Y. Hilton's gotten the whole season. So it's just frustrating. Because I still think that Hilton is talented. But it's just not going his way. And he's not going. If he's not going good for the Colts, he's not going good for your fantasy team. Drop him like a bad habit. Now this one, this one hurt me. This one was egregious because I grabbed him in the second round in a couple of my leagues. Kenyon Drake. Now, I, this it really does hurt me, man, because after what he did when he first got to the Arizona Cardinals, it was like, yo, he's going to be a problem in this offense. They're going to feed him the ball. They're going to use him in the passing game. You know, Kyler Murray's going to be leveling up. Then they go and get – DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason. Now it's like, okay, they got to worry about Hopkins. They got to worry about Kirk. They got to worry about Fitz. They got to worry about Kyler Murray scrambling. It's just going to be free running lanes for Kenyon Drake. What happens? He's averaging about 17 carries a game. He's he's getting he's averaging over 4 yards a carry. I'll fact check that, but he's not getting anything. You know, he's had one good game, and that was against, the you know, my Dallas Cowboys. He went off for, what, 160 yards, two touchdowns? 
Ridiculous. But that was the only great game he's had out of the season. He's not being used in the passing game a lot. If at all, he's getting about, what, two car- two targets a game? That sucks. For where you had to draft him to, either late in the first or early in the second, hot garbage. And it, and, <laughs> and then he tweeted out, like, we, I think it was like week three or week four. It was like, yo, he's starting to get heat because, you know, he's, he was sucking in fantasy. And then he tweeted out, like, you know, don't doubt me and something to that extent. I had to find the tweet. I know I bookmarked it. But you can't talk gas and then don't do anything for the next couple of weeks after that. Now, I know half the season is gone. You got about maybe four weeks left, three weeks left until the playoffs. When is he going to, is it going to, he's going to pull a, you know, 2019 and come back. It's too late now. I can't, he's not reliable. And the offense is actually looking pretty good. Passing wise anyway, but he, you can't touch, you can't trust him. So I can't trust you. Kenyon Drake. I'm throwing you back. I've been through you back in waivers. I traded you like week three. I got rid of you. I couldn't trust you. And I was right. You know how you get that feeling in the back of your neck or that spider, not that spider sense, but it's like, yo, this is not, something's not right here. And you pick it up early. I bailed. Now, if he turns it around, that's great. But considering how much time he got left in the season, too little, too late. Bye, Kenya Drake. You're on waivers. This one, I don't know. I know these guys I've been saying like this hurts me. But Mark Ingram really hurts me. Why? Because he was part of the reason why I made it to the fantasy playoffs in my top tier league. And the reason why I keep bringing up my top tier league is because I have a lot of rivals. I have rivals in every league that I'm in, but this one is particularly trash talk worthy. I mean, we be talking heat in these chats. I want all, I told him I want all the smoke because I made it to the playoffs last year and I made one crucial mistake and it cost me a championship. I, I, Another episode, I'll recant that story. Long story short, Mark Ingram had 15 touchdowns, total touchdowns, 10 on the ground, five in the air. He was balling, baking dudes, highly efficient. He was getting in the red zone. They were using him a lot. You know, he was doing he was doing work. This year, they got cute. They went and drafted J.K. Dobbins, which I don't mind. You know, that was a smart move because, you know, Mark Ingram's not getting any younger. His his contract makes it so that he's a, you can get out from under it the following year. J.K. Dobbins is basically a younger version of Mark Ingram body wise, and you, he's shown how dynamic he can be in spurts. So you have your future running back there. I totally get that, but to not use Mark Ingram while you have him, flabbergast me. When when uh, Greg Roman came out earlier in the season in the off season. And he was like, yeah, we're going to do a running back by committee. I'm like, what? Why would you do that? Why? Mark Ingram is still there. And, you know, tw- fantasy Twitter was going back and forth. You know, they're not going to do it. They are going to do it. Mark Ingram is getting older. Mark Ingram still got it. Mark Ingram's going to be a solid cheat piece because of J.K. Dobbins coming up. Everybody's going to overdraft J.K. Dobbins, et cetera, et cetera. I left Mark Ling- Mark Ingram alone. My opinion was, if they're serious about going and running back by committee, 
You already had to deal with Lamar Jackson taking carries from him. And then you're going to add Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins too? Nope, I don't want no part of that. And if y'all listen to me, y'all know I do not like running back by committees. I hate them. Hate them. Because you got to prime. And I get, you know, giving them a break or having somebody come in and spell them for a couple, you know, carries, maybe a series. But you know that this is your guy. I, I hate running back by committee situations. They're not conducive to fantasy points in most cases. Now, there are some, but, you know, it, it switches from week to week between each guy. I can't take that chance. I need my I need my number one running back guy. I need him out there getting them carries and, you know, toting the rock and getting in the end zone and et cetera, et cetera. I need that. And they took it away from Mark Ingram. And that's what hurts the most, because you saw what he did last year in 2019. He was cheap coming into 2020 fantasy season. J.K. Dobbins pushed his fantasy value to uh, it had to be about the fifth round. Super cheap for a guy who was a top 10 running back last year. It's a shame, but you can't trust Mark Ingram either. Running back by committee is in full effect. You still got Lamar Jackson running around like a chicken with his head cut off when his first and second reads, shoot, his first read is done. And if you don't, if you think that I'm, you know, talking on my, the side of my neck, Marquise Brown ain't think so because he, he sent out that tweet like, yo, if you got your soldiers, you you saw that tweet. <laughs> and Marquise Brown deleted it, but he, you know, he wants to be targeted too. But Mark Ingram is not, he hasn't been effective this season. Um, He's averaging about eight carries a game. That's it? For a guy who was a top 10 running back, top 15 at worst? I don't know who other, what other running back had 15 total touchdowns that wasn't one of the big five. You know? It, it sucks. And where do you go from here if you're Mark Ingram? You know, they're going to more than likely get out from under your contract. Where is he going to land? He's still not getting, I think he's like 31. I think he can still ball. You give him the workload. But fantasy-wise, man, can't trust him. He got to go. Now, my next one is more of a flash in the pan kind of guy. He, Robert Tanyan. He had a lot of hype, you know, probably about week three because he caught a touchdown. He had a he had a stretch of touchdown plays. And then week five, you know, he really cooked. I think that was the Atlanta game where he balled out. No Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers had to find someone to throw the ball to. Robert Tanyan, he went off. From weeks two to three, two to five, he was the tight end three for fantasy. And then he fell off a cliff as soon as Devontae Adams came back. Aaron Rodgers, when Aaron Rodgers has a receiver that he likes to throw the ball to, it's like you know Devontae Adams is going to get the targets. You know this, and you still can't stop it. Devontae Adams has been chewing guys up left and right, and Aaron Rodgers is going to throw him the ball whenever he feels like it. That's what it looks like. Robert Tanyan benefited from the fact that Devontae Adams wasn't on the field. And as soon as Adams came back, the Robert Tanya went back into obscurity. So and this, what, what makes it even funnier is that one of the guys in my top tier league traded for Tanya 
and he gave him like 1.9 points for fantasy. I was like, you know, it was a head scratcher because I'm like, he, I have to give him credit. He's one of my biggest rivals, but you had to know that Robert Tanya was trending down since week five. We're in week nine now. He hasn't done squat since then. I don't know what made him trade him, trade for him. But, uh, I mean, he lost George Kittle, so he was in desperation mode. And I can't really front because we're both, like, at the bottom of the league. So, you got to do something to shake things up. But Robert Tanya? Really? I had Hayden Hurst. (laughs) He should have came to me. (laughs) But, whatever the case, Robert Tanya, you can throw him back on waivers. He's not doing anything. Devontae Adams is there. Alan Lazard is going to be coming back, hopefully, this week from IR, from his core injury. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, um, he's not going to be on my waiver, waiver wire report for week 10. That's more of a, to me, it feels like um, you're chasing points with that. I think Alan Lazard is the better piece. Um, he showed that he, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers likes to target him. You saw that before he went out with the injury. So Robert Tanyan, he's the odd man out. You know, he's going to be, your what fifth option behind the three wide receivers and Aaron Jones and maybe Jamal Williams too. Bye. Bye. Robert Tanya. You can go. It was nice while you were here, but deuces, man. And the reason why T Y Hilton sucks, you know, I had to come from Phillip rivers averaging 13.7 fantasy points per game as a quarterback. Trizash. Philip Rivers, you should be ashamed of yourself. You have way too many weapons to just be pigeonholed. Now, I'm not going to sit here. Y'all know I'm not going to front. I'm going to try and be as straight up with y'all as possible. I like the fact that he targets tight ends. I I can't, for the life of me, understand why he stopped. They stopped using Mo Ali Cox, who was balling. Jack Doyle, he's trash. I'm sorry. That that's not a nice word to say, you know, but I'm talking about Jack Doyle, the football player, not Jack Doyle, the person, just in case anybody listening a little too sensitive. Jack Doyle, the per the person, he's probably cool. I don't know him, but Jack Doyle, the football player, average. Trey Burton, average. He got paid because he did the Philly Philly in Philly in the Super Bowl. Excuse me, not in Philly, but. You know, he did it in the Super Bowl, got him paid. He's okay. That's about it. Trey Burton is meh. I liked Mo Ali Cox. He's the bigger tight end than the other guys. You know, he he can go up and get the ball. You saw what he did earlier in the season. When you target him, he gets things done. And then they went away from it. The same thing they're doing to Jonathan Taylor. Ah. I don't, don't even get me started on that because I had Taylor starting in my team too. And then you do the same thing that you did the same. <sighs> Frank Reich, what the heck are you doing? I don't know what he's doing. It's, it's hurting me though. But Phillip Rivers, trash. QB 27 on the season, 10 touchdowns to seven interceptions. He should not be starting for your fantasy team. He should be on the bench somewhere. In case of emergency, like your quarterback one goes down or he's on a bye week, 
then depending on the matchup, you start Phillip Rivers. And then you're not even comfortable doing that. It's like, oh, I got to start Phillip Rivers? Seriously? Oh, man. Like, no, this is crap. <laughs> Better hit the waivers, buddy. Find somebody else. But, yeah, Phillip Rivers should be on your fantasy team. Even in a QB, two QB league, that's desperation. There's been a couple other guys that you could have picked up long before you had to look at Phillip Rivers. Shame on you. But that'll wrap it up for this segment. I drone droned on enough. These guys, these these particular guys irk me. That's all. But we got them out the way. The fantasy graveyard is done. Now let's head over to cop and drop for week 10. Okay, okay. Now we I went out and tweeted ahead of this segment. Um these are a couple guys who have really caught my attention for week 10 and I think that you should have them on your fantasy team. Now uh, it's on our social media at Fantasy's Finest. I did a little graphic for that, so you know, uh, check that out. But basically, I'm going to go over the guys that I posted about and tell you why you should have them on your fantasy team. Now, let's start with the obvious one Mr. Jacoby Myers. This kid's been balling for the last two weeks, over 24 targets. Cam Newton has found a number one wide receiver who can actually do something in the Patriots office because for the love of God, I don't know why they didn't go out and draft another wide receiver when they didn't have one on that team. When Brady left Nikhil Harry has been average. Julian Edelman is old and hurt. Now both of them are hurt on IR right now. What do you do next? I like Demarius bird. He's a smaller guy, but he's inconsistent up and down. Jacoby Myers looks like somebody that Cam likes to target. Um, he had 169 yards on the Jets, 14 targets, 12 catches. He's got to be, you will hope that he's the number one wide receiver going forward, even after Edelman and Harry return. If he has to keep, now he has the Baltimore Ravens this week. That's not a sweet matchup. But if he can continue to trend upward, and produce even against that defense, I think it makes it harder to when those guys come back healthy, whenever they come back, to try and sit Jacoby Myers after what he's done. So I I've already scooped him. I'm I've already scooped him in the leagues that let me um pick up players early. Because you know normal um waiver wire ads are like Wednesday, Wednesday morning, late Tuesday night, you know, if you're like me. I'm like a zombie. I, I stay <laughs> I stay up until about two, two in the morning or I set my alarm, you know, for it to go off about two in the morning and I check and I'm going over my leagues. and I'm like, all right, all right. This guy got dropped. This guy got picked up like this. <laughs> this is a habit. So Jacoby Myers, he should be your number one ad for this week. If you need a wide receiver next up, Jalen Rager. Now, I know you're like, well, they were on a buy, but didn't a lot of people pick him up? I went and checked on NFL, NFL.com fantasy leagues. 12.6% of 
Jalen Rager's own in 12.6% of fantasy leagues on NFL.com. Uh, he's he's healthy. He's going to be a starter. Um, based on reports coming out of Philly, it's going to look like Fulgham, uh, Rager, and Jackson. Those are going to be your three wide receivers to start uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, Alshon Jeffrey's coming back, but he hasn't been. Let's be serious. Are you going to plug if if we let's say how can I say this? If Doug Peterson is as smart as people try and claim, there is no way in the world that you bring in Alshon Jeffrey and you make him a starter over Fulgham, over Rager, and definitely not over Jackson. I mean, Jackson gets hurt a lot, but still, I'm not starting. I want speed out there. Rager and Jackson give you that, and Fulgham gives you a confident target that Wentz has been able to target even in bad matchups. I'm not switching that for Alshon Jeffrey, who's going to be shaking the rust off for the first couple weeks back from injury. So if you want a piece of that Eagles offense and you couldn't get Travis Fulgham, check your waivers for... Jalen Rager. He had a bye. Maybe somebody dropped him because they needed somebody else to start when they had Rager. Sometimes that happens. I know he's available in a few of my leagues. I'm debating on whether I want to pick him up or not because I'm deep at wide receiver in a few of them. But if I need him, I'm going to take him. You should do the same. Uh, next up, Tua Tagovailoa. And I probably said that wrong. Let me know if I said that wrong. Tago Vilo. Now I said it wrong. <laughs> Tua. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Tua came on. They get, they switched gears from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and he's been balling. He's been doing. He's actually tra- he's trending upward because the first game was like, okay, you know, this is your first NFL game. We're going to ease you in. Um, and he looked pretty good in that. But then uh, they played against who? Arizona last week. He looked pretty good. Looked really good. 20 for 28, um, seven rushes, 35 yards, over uh, 248 yards passing, two touchdowns, one rushing. Did he? No, wait. That was Drew Locke. I'm sorry. But he's still good. He's and he's going to continue to improve on his production. So if you need a QB to stream this week because of bye weeks, I would look into a Definitely. And here's another thing I looked up uh, when I was researching for my waivers this week. Tua had a 71.4 completion percentage in week nine. The other person that was ranked. I don't have the rank, but he was tied with Matt Ryan for that completion percentage. That's solid. This guy is. Ace nailed it. He said it earlier in our show, um, earlier in the offseason. He was like, Tua is going to be legit. Called it as soon as he gets the chance. And he called it for this year because I was skeptic because of the lack of offseason because of COVID. Ace called it. Jalen called it. Or he's right so far. You know, he, Tua could fall off a cliff. But at this point, right now, Tua looks like the part. I got to give my man credit. Next up. Darnell Mooney, the Chicago Bears. Mooney has been quietly cooking. 
because the offense looks bad under Nick Foles. I totally get it. But Mooney has been targeted and he's been getting a lot more snaps than Anthony Miller this season and last week. 11 targets, 5 catches against Tennessee Titans, only 54 yards, but he's getting the work. He's outsnapped he's outsnapped Anthony Miller 87% to 69% in week 9. On the season, 69% to 58%. You he could be the new number 2. Nick Foles trusts Mooney to be where he's supposed to be at, even though sometimes Nick Foles can't get the ball over there, but he's targeting Mooney more than he's talking targeting Anthony Miller. We already know Allen Robinson is that dude. He's going to be the one to get the most targets almost times. But if you can't hit Allen Robinson, he's going to Mooney. And if he's going to Mooney and he's giving him the targets, the production could come. And the reason I say could is because uh, the Nick Foles has been inconsistent at best. And that's being nice. He's only a few parsecs. Parsecs. What am I watching? Star Wars? He's only a few spots better than Carson Wentz on the season right now as a passer. And we know how bad Carson Wentz has been playing. So that's kind of your barometer. But if he's going to be throwing the ball a lot, Darnell Mooney is going to be a beneficiary. Why not add him to your team just in case you need him? Or keep him away from somebody else. And finally, let me get this out the way. I made fun of a guy in my top tier league. I'm not going to throw his name out there, but you know who you are because we got into a conversation because I was trying to trade some guys to, you know, try and make a last minute run. He laughed at me because of the guys who I was offering. And I told him, you know, oh, you think you talk, you think you hot because you got JD McKissick on your team. Yeah. Good luck with that. Then I started doing my homework and I'm like, dang, you know, especially after Kyle Allen went down. McKissick had 14 targets with Alex Smith at the home. I'm like, bro, God, like I wasn't going to go back in the chat and say, well, you know, JD McKissick was such a great pickup because now with Alex Smith, he's going to get targeted more out of the backfield. I wasn't going to say that to him, but he listens to the show, so he'll hear it. And then we can deal with that after he hears it. But JD McKissick, he was ahead of the curve. JD McKissick could be a piece where he's not going to get you. He may not get you a whole bunch of yards, but in PPR formats, if he's seeing 14 targets and he's catching, you know, maybe more than half of them, not saying he's going to get 14 targets every day. I mean, every game, but if he's getting that kind of workload out of the backfield and Gibson is still being used and it's not hurting, they're not eating into each other. McKissick could be a sneaky play where you have a guy who's going to get, He's going to be involved in the offense with Alex Smith because he's comfortable with Alex Smith. That's that's a good that's a, that's a good pickup if you need a running back. With all the guys going down, you can put him in your flex spot at the very least. But now you have you could have a piece where who's going to be involved in the Washington offense that's not loaded with a lot of offensive weapons. There's Terry McLaurin. You have maybe Logan Thomas. And who else? Antonio Gibson. But he's been a little inconsistent. So the ball's got to go somewhere else. Why not McKissick? 
And especially with Alex Smith in there. Maybe. But that'll do it for this episode. We are done. Cop and drop is done. Graveyard's done. News is done, baby. We're done. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I'm going to make an effort to get more stuff on the website. Um, I haven't had the time right now because of the new job, like I've stated, but I will be working on getting my reports out, my articles, my uh, starts and sits and things like that. I will still continue to put content out on the website. Just give me a little bit of time to get adjusted to this new schedule. You know what I'm saying? But thank you for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe and share. Um, we're on iHeartRadio now, Google and Apple Podcasts. Maybe you can leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts if you got the time. You know, throw us up some stars. You know what I'm saying? Show us some love and hit the subscribe button. Spotify too. We're on there. But that'll wrap it up for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Be safe out there. People are acting crazy left and right. It's, and it's not going to get any easier because of everything that's going on in the world. But if we can give you some entertainment with this show, I'm all for it. Y'all take it easy. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.